Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. All right, welcome back to part three of the series where I talk about my trip to London. And I hope you enjoyed the previous two parts in part one. It was all about Martin Johnston. And in part three, there was a recording with Clive. And in this part, uh, in, in part three, uh, I am going to continue with, uh, with telling you about what I did. So after I left, after I parted with Clive, let's say, after, I, after we said goodbye to each other, um, this time I, we managed to take a few photos. Uh, I learned. I learned from my mistakes of uh, of uh, forgetting to do that uh, with Martin. So after that, I went to the language school that I used to work for. So that's located between the Tottenham Cultural Tube Station and Oxford Circus Tube Station. So I got off at. Um, I actually took the Elizabeth Line for the first time ever when I was going from Stratford because. The Elizabeth line is a new line that had recently been um, introduced, I guess, in London. And it's named after the Queen Elizabeth, of course. And um, I think it's there to support the central line, which has always been uh, too busy. And uh, yeah, so it's goes to different places the elizabeth line it has a lot of stations uh, but it also kind of copies uh, it copies the journey of the center line which is uh, going through the center of london so i took the elizabeth line for the first time ever and i went to the tottenham court road and i got off there and uh, went directly made a beeline for uh, the language school that I used to work for, Speak Up London. And yeah, that, that, that was cool, obviously, seeing the people that I used to work for. Uh, Camila and Farhan are the owners of the language school. And um, also Musa, who is uh, working in the sales there. And uh, Musa has been on this podcast before. You may remember him. He, Musa is from Turkey. And, um, yeah, I think I have to say this was, I, I had always been wondering what it will, what it would feel like seeing that place again, like sort of um, entering the, the language school because I, I had spent there nice nine months. So I was always wondering what it would feel like. And I have to say it was kind of how I imagined it. Yeah bit nostalgic, bit sad that I wasn't there anymore, bit weird as well, because, you know, it just you realize that two years have passed, but it's kind of the same, you know, there, that the language school looked almost the same as before. So it was a strange moment in a way as well for me. And I remember the reaction of one of the owners when he saw me, because I kind of appeared there out of nowhere, to be honest with you. As he saw me, he said, shut up. As in, it's a nice expression to use when you're really surprised that, 
that you see someone like that after after so long so yeah um uh yeah i i hugged uh, i hugged uh, my bosses and musa and it was it was great to see them again it, it it felt really special to see these three guys again it would have be it would have felt special to see other guys that i used to work with but the it's at speak up london um since since i left there there have been changes a lot of people have left new people have come i think this this is quite normal in london there's a lot of you you call it staff turnover and you can imagine that it, it was even more because of the covid situation and the pandemic so i i think there are still some teachers that i used to work with but maybe like two or three so not that many so it was mainly about meeting the owners uh, farhan and camila and musa uh, the salesperson so yeah that was great and i went straight up uh, to see my games as well <laughs> Uh, they were kept um, there in the staff room in a box. It appeared that uh, the teachers didn't use them as much as I thought they might have. And they used some of them, the more popular ones. But uh, there were a massive box. And when I saw the, the number of games I had there, I, was, I, I couldn't believe it. So... I was wondering how many trips I would have to make, you know, to to North London um, because I, that's where I was planning to take the games to North to 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 North London, where my friend Vukash was, right? So um, I was wondering how many trips I would have to make and how I would do it because I didn't have a suitcase at the time. I thought it would be a terrible idea to bring suitcase to Chelmsford. Uh, uh, or just to walk with the, th with, to have to carry the suitcase uh, when I was in Stratford. So I didn't have anything at that point. But I got this idea that I could buy, uh, you know, those big bags they sell at Sports Direct. You probably don't, unless you have been uh, to London yourself. But uh, Sports Direct is like a, the biggest sports chain store. And uh, obviously, it's located opposite the language school, which is great. It's it's in lots of different places in London, but there was one shop right across the Oxford Street. So I went in, I bought two of these massive plastic bags. I say plastic, but they 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 use like um, when you when you say plastic, you imagine those that that, that can easily be broken. But no, I mean it's made from some kind of durable plastic it's hard it's really hard to explain but these bags are really quality and they can carry a lot of heavy heavy stuff so actually i managed to to put in all my games in those two in those two bags they were relatively heavy but i still managed to carry them yeah one of the bags in my left hand the other one in my right hand. Occasionally, I would have to stop, you know, to uh, to regain my strength. But I managed to uh, carry it all the way to the uh, Oxford Circus uh, tube station, and then um, went by the tube again to Seven Sisters, and then I took the train. 
to Theobald's Grove. This time I didn't mess it up. And yeah, I, 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 all my games were at uh, Wukash's place and that was cool. We even, I believe we even played some of these games that night because I wanted to show Wukash um, the games, uh, the games, and yeah, we did play. We played Evolution, and we played Pictomania, uh, so that was fun. And uh, yeah, I I said to Musa that I would also see him later. I was planning to see him um, the next day. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was quite an eventful day. That was Friday, and then again the same problem. At night, I couldn't sleep at all. So the same issue, again, I slept only about five or four hours. So you can imagine by the time I was really, really tired because I know different people need different amount of sleep, but personally, I need eight or at least seven and a half hours. If I have less than that, it's gonna take its toll on me and I have to take a nap or or, you know, that there's going to be a sleep sleep deficit. So that wasn't going according to plan. I, by the way, it wasn't the, the bed that uh, was provided to me by Wukash. No, the bed was fine. I didn't even wake up at night. It's just, it's just I woke up too early each time. And I was e using earplugs, so it wasn't about any outside noise because I was sleeping with an open window. No, it was nothing, none of that. It was just, I think I was just too, too stressed and excited about that, the whole holiday and also about what I was going to do next, whether I was going to go to Ireland or not. Now I know, now everything is fine. Just to repeat, I'm going to Ireland. Actually, as you are listening to this episode, I am already in Ireland, I believe. Yeah, so um, Saturday, it was Saturday and the plan on Saturday was, first of all, I was supposed to, I was supposed to teach my Italian student at 10 a.m. Yeah, and uh, to do that, um, I went to Finsbury Park. Why did I go to Finsbury Park? Again, because it was a nostalgic place for me. I knew I had that SIM card. I knew I could use internet, uh, the internet uh, outside. Uh, so uh, what I did was that I did this lesson. I taught this lesson uh, on my WhatsApp. I don't normally teach lessons on WhatsApp, although I do it more these days than in the past. I think it's quite cool uh, because it gives you so much, so much flexibility, you know. Um, but um, that was fun. So I taught the lesson in at speaker. Uh, sorry, at Finsbury Park. Um, I used to live there back in two thousand and five and two thousand and six. Um, yeah. So the lesson was, I think, one hour and ten minutes or twenty minutes, something along those lines. After that, I had kebab at Manor House, which is like. Um, which is also next to the park. And uh, that that's a place where, again, I used to go and have kebab uh, when, I was, when I was younger, when I was living in England for the first time. It's like a traditional place where I always go to. Some of you who are long-term listeners may have heard me speak about this place before. It's called Diamond Kebab, and they have the best kebab in the whole world there. 
Like I have had so many kebabs everywhere, but this this one, it's it's called chicken shish, and the the recipe is just it's just incredible. It's so delicious. So um, yeah, I had a kebab there, and I remember the taste. It's always the best, honestly. And then the plan was to go to Camden Town. So. Part of the reason I went to Finsbury Park before that was because it was on my way to Camden Town to pick up that game that I had um, at Andrew's place. And that was, um, that was tough because I was really tired after my lesson, not getting much sleep, having to walk so much. I don't normally walk so much anymore, you see. I work from home and I did so much walking there. And imagine, under such bad circumstances that I was so sleep deprived. I know I keep banging on about that. Well, one thing that was positive yeah, was that actually the weather was nice. I have to say the weather was nice. Not too hot, not too cold, kind of cloudy as well. I could walk in my shorts. So it was very, very comfortable. And yeah, so what was funny about this is that when I entered uh, Andrew's property. Obviously, everyone was away from that house. That's why That's why we had to do it like that. That's why he had to hide the games uh, under a cover uh, near his bike. or It was directly on his bike, actually. One thing that was funny was that I felt like I was trespassing. In fact, I think I was trespassing, although I had been given permission by my friend Andrew, but neighbors didn't know. So there were neighbors and I greeted them and tried it to appear cool and calm, you know, as if if you are a robber, if, if, you, if, if you are to rob a house, you have to be like that, right? You, you, you must appear calm and as if, as if, you know, you have everything under control. Like you mustn't look nervous because if you look nervous, people might suspect that you are a criminal or something, right? I wasn't a criminal. I was just picking a, my own game up. Uh, but uh, I walked through a gate. The gate was open. That was interesting. So that basically um, Andrew had op had left the gate open. It's like a small gate to his yard. So that already felt a bit weird. And um, yeah, so I went in, tried to be confident about the way I walked in and uh, followed the instructions on the phone. He even um, Andrew had even taken photos of the bicycle and of the cover, the plastic cover, um, and uh, he put the plastic cover over the game so that it wouldn't rain on it at night. And indeed, it, the the game was absolutely in a great shape. It was dry. The box was all good. Uh, the game is called Chronicles of Crime. It's it's a really really excellent game. I recommend. I honestly recommend uh, buying it. You can't go wrong with that. Trust me. Excellent game for learning English too. Fantastic game. Right. So I put um, my game in my bag so that nobody would see it. And uh, walked out uh, of that yard. And uh, just looked uh, left and right. Just to make sure that nobody had seen me. And, uh, yeah, I, I was feeling kind of smug about this, all this. Uh, it was as if I had, 
almost, you know, robbed that place or something. It felt good to be there because I was like sort of breaking the rules of trespassing, although I had been allowed to do that, you know, but still it felt interesting. It was like a kind of, I had a bit of adrenaline rush there. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yeah, at that point I was, I was really almost hallucinating. I think that was, that was the time when, when I was at my absolute worst. So I went on, I went to back to Finsbury Park by bus, to Manor House actually, and then I, that's where I changed bus and unfortunately I couldn't take a train on Saturday because uh, there were no trains running on Saturday. That was really a bummer, honestly. That was still the strike happening, but it was much worse than the previous two days. Saturday was the worst, absolutely the worst. So I could only take a bus because there was a bus replacement service. But it took ages to get to North London to Zone 6 from Camden Town, which is like Zone 2, I believe. So in the end, I got there. I even went past the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and um, I took a photo of it and couldn't sleep on the bus. I was, I was so tired that... Under normal circumstances, I would be able to fall asleep, but again, like, I think it's the adrenaline rush, or it's just, I sometimes wonder how, how is it possible that your body is capable of doing this, you know, but anyway, it, it really worked out, I didn't fall asleep, and I went to, back to Theobald's Grove, to Wukash's place, and I just, I just uh, crashed, for two hours, I took a nap, and that was the plan. I only went there to sleep, and I slept for two hours, woke up, and I felt a little bit better. It was important that I did that, actually. I regained some of my strength, and then the next thing on, on agenda was to see Musa, to go back to center London. So uh, uh, I was going back and forth at that point, but what time was it? It was like... 6 6 p.m. I think when I when I set off uh, for Oxford Street again Oxford Street yeah so I went there to speak up London and Musa said Zdenek I need a few more minutes to finish what I'm doing here so he was still working because Musa works 24-7 he's a workaholic everyone and uh, so in the meantime, I actually went to Sports Direct again, uh, but this time not to buy uh, plastic bags for my uh, for my games, but this time to buy running shoes. Now I bought running shoes. I uh, switched on my location on WhatsApp so that Musa could find me, and bought the running shoes. Then, then uh, we uh, got together with Musa and went uh, went for a pizza. We had a pizza. That was great. And um, then I recorded an episode of the podcast with, with, wanted to say with pizza. No, with Musa, not with pizza. And um, that was great. But um, if in this recording, by the way, I make mistakes or I don't uh, seem to be at my best, I'm sorry, I wasn't at my best at all. I was still very, very tired, okay? But we recorded that episode with Musa. We talked about his job how he has made it in the UK 
and uh, what he actually does. He's a salesperson, so it is very interesting actually to, to listen to it for sure. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the next English podcast and um, this time I'm talking to Musa. Hi Musa. Hey Zenek, how are you? I'm great. Lovely to see you again mate. Yeah, it was good. We were just talking about uh, buying uh, random buildings um, behind you, Oxford Street. You were talking about it. <laughs> you were talking about it, not me. <laughs> so, everything alright Musa? Everything is alright, I think. Yeah. Um, we are getting back to life again in London. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great to see you in person after so many. Yeah, actually, it's very interesting. So many like, exactly. It's like I think this year is for me meeting my old friends again. Yeah. Like I'm meeting with all of my friends that we met in 2019. Okay. Um, so you're reuniting with them. Exactly, reuniting like the yeah. people that I met in 2019 before COVID started. So I'm one of them, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, I came for three days, right? So I was like, who do I see? Uh, Musa has to be somewhere on the top of that list. <laughs> so obviously I know you just to, just to uh, remind my listeners, I know Musa from Speak Up London, the language school I used to work for. And uh, Musa is a salesperson there. Can we go, Musa? I'm looking left, right, and center. Yeah, we are just crossing. We are trying to cross the road yeah. before we die. But usually, it's on it's on the it's on the floor, isn't it? The sign, the the directions. It tells you where to look. Yeah, it's on the. If you're lucky, it says. But sometimes it doesn't say. <laughs> and you should expect like motorbikes, cars, yeah. bikes. From all, anything, from all different directions. Anything comes across to your way. Just you need to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that comes your way. So, basically, so you are a salesperson working at Speak Up London. So, what, what does that mean? What, what do you have to do, Musa? You're not a teacher like I was. Yeah, because so if I would be a teacher, like God you. save the lovely students, it would be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can work on that. You're still young. Well, actually, I think, like, I really want to try. Maybe you can stop the elementary students. You definitely can do this. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, and then, just keep keep learning English. And then, and, and then they will learn the... They will basically get fossilized mistakes from the level one. <laughs> not, yeah, right, right. You're, not, you're not ready yet, but I, I'm telling you, <laughs> just give it a few more years. And you can get there and you can start teaching. You yeah. don't have to be perfect to start teaching, but you need to be like a bit more, you know, so a bit more accurate. Exactly. So I'm doing, um, I am talking to people every single day. Yeah. Um, the people. What kind of people do you talk to normally? The people, they would like to learn English. And From they, you? Not from me, from from teachers. Teachers that speak up London. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm talking to them. I'm trying to help them to make a study plan. Oh. And to show them how they can learn. So the, you basically a salesperson has to convince the the, yes, the, you the have client the, the potential client or exactly you potential have, customer to yeah. to buy. Exactly. Yeah. You have to convince, but also it's not just you know. Um, 
the something that you need to manipulate people. Yeah. You need to basically show them value. The value, yeah. and then you need to show them a bit path. Because if you're learning, what? sorry, path, the path. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you're learning a new thing, you would like to know how far you can go and yeah. how you can go there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you need to show basically the end of the tunnel to them. Yeah. So you're you're basically what you're suggesting, I think, is. Uh, you probably talk about how they can improve, what benefits it can bring them. Exactly. And then they will understand the true value of it and they yeah. are more likely to buy from you. Exactly. But they don't buy directly from you, they yeah. buy from SpeakUp. Exactly. <laughs> You're employed by the language school. As was I, but I was not a salesperson because I don't think I'm that good at it, to be honest with you. So you have uh, even uh, some kind of university background in this. But it's a little bit different. I think you studied marketing, didn't you? So actually I studied business oh. and then I started my master as marketing. Yes. Actually I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Um, but just like it's... Did you like put it on hold or...? It's, it's put it on hold right now because like I literally have no time at the moment okay. because it's quite yeah. busy. Um, do, you, do you think you will finish it one day? Honestly, do you want I to? don't think so because um, even if I spend like for one year to you know to finish half of the master degree, but still, I'm thinking like if I'm gonna do master, I should study something interesting, something very niche. Niche. Yeah. So, so okay. So so you might still. Do, is it possible that you will um, study something here then? Actually, that's that's all I would like to do because, like, I I did my uh, bachelor's degree in Turkey because yeah. my diploma is also English yeah. in English, right? Um, because I studied my degree in English. Yeah. Oh, really? So that has some value. That, that helps you. Exactly. That yeah. has a value. You know, I don't need to you know went for a translation or something. And but my master was in Turkish, so you know I don't want to have a degree that can relate only for one country yes so that's why I would like to get a bit universal diploma yeah something that's valid in exactly more, more different places exactly oh well so what's the plan then what's your plan so how long have you been here I've been here three and a half years three and a half years so yeah you and most of the time you've worked for speak up London yeah that's true and um, so what's your end game so are you saving up money and to study or or like what's your what's your plan um and i think i i'm one of the actually luckiest ones like like i work through three lo two lockdowns yeah i mean in the uk i think is i think 2.5 lockdowns kind yes. of yes. um and now it's just like life is getting back now maybe yeah. it might be a bit more clear to see just like what you're gonna do in 10 years so what skills that you would like to learn so yeah. I think these things actually like popping into my mind so just like so it's I not, will, it's I not will exactly clear yet but uh, you have a few ideas let's say basically like um, for example at the moment I'm studying for CAE oh yeah which is Cambridge advanced exam yes because you know maybe in the future like I can do like a master Yep. And that you know, that's a requirement. Yeah, subjects that like I enjoy, because the thing is like I was always. <laughs> but you uh, need to prove that you're at that level as well. So yeah. you, do, do, shouldn't you take uh, the IELTS exam instead? 
yeah, that's also true, but I think C kind of, you know, that... You know, you is want it, to have this... Is it accepted here too, then? C-A-E? No, I think I don't really, um, you know, care, like, is it accepted or not. I just want to have it. Like, it's something like, you know, it's like a bit self-esteem. It's a, st it's a string to your bow, as, as they say. How is it called? A string to your bow. It's a string to your bow. Yeah, it's a string to your bow. Okay. It's like it's like another thing on your let's say CV. Exactly. Something like that. But again, it's not yeah. like I never believe actually the value of the CVs. To be honest, um, is I'm a bit like really your, your, you know. Your CV is really good now. I never you know uh, kind of a you know so, see as the leverage. So what is it about then? If it's not the CV, it's about completely self-esteem. Self-esteem. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not so sure if I'm choosing the correct word, but self-esteem. Uh, you mean like? Do you mean self-confidence? You mean like self-worth? Self-worth. Yeah. Self-esteem is like self-worth. How much? You know, how much you value yourself, and how confident you are as a result yeah, of that. Because you know, you. To be honest, like when I first came here, like my English level, very far that I'm speaking right now. So, at the moment, I think. I'm being, I'm getting good. I'm getting better every day. Yeah. Um, that's the main thing, isn't it? But you need, like see, you need to see you the, the path, as you say. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, I use your words against you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so I just want to have that thing, like say, like, okay, now I came to this point, and this is the basic, the proof of it. Basically, I think I want to prove myself to myself. Yeah. No, not to anybody else I've like been, I've been there I've been there and myself, yeah. so that's why actually you know as I as I told you like why we are having our dinners like that's why I basically targeted CP directly like the, the yeah. furthest point that I can go and maybe even like I'm not gonna take CAE at all I'm just gonna um, no you you should directly the C the CAE first, Musaya. You're not there. I'm sorry, but the CPE, it's, <laughs> it's but I, I respect it. No, that's very but true. I respect it because that's very I, true. You are not you're not afraid and you just aim high. Yeah. And that's important yeah. in life, yeah. So Because but, again but at the same time, sometimes you just have to be a bit realistic. And yeah, you need to like work on your accuracy a little bit. I told you we, we spoke before when we had the pizza, yeah? Yeah. So your fluency is very good. But there's a problem with accuracy. So it's like how accurate you are when you use grammars and grammatical structures. And there are a few uh, that's de that deficiencies. No, that's very true. That's very true because, like, you know, as I told you in our, I think, previous episodes or somewhere, it's like if you don't accept that to be corrected, you're never gonna learn. You're right. And, and that, that, that's not only when it comes to like languages. Yeah. That's. For example, I, I, I told you I'm, I'm trying to get the hang of the marketing uh, of marketing, and uh, it's tough, man. But you know, I'm learning slowly. Slowly, I'm learning. But I need I need to be shown sometimes that the things I, I do are not up to scratch. And um, fortunately, I've got I've got a friend now, Helen, who is very good at this. She's she's my French student, and she's really good at like pointing out things that are wrong with what. I do like the, even the ways I word. So it's not necessarily that my writing skills are bad, but the way I word it doesn't convince people. Exactly. You know, it's, it has yeah. to. There has to be a story in it. It has to be impactful, and it's it's about nuances, little nuances. And I'm not. The, 
you know, I'm not perfect at this. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's, I think, the, the point of my sales every day is yeah. like, I'm basically doing the same job with everybody, yeah. but I'm just making it sound different. I think your, your, and, your strength is that you're authentic, you know? Yeah. Just, you're and just, it's, you're yeah. just Musa and you're, you, don't, you don't like pretend, you know? You're yeah, Musa. I'm not Musa. pretending, yeah. It's completely like natural. And you're honest. Yeah. You're honest with them as well. And that's, and that's, and that's why like, they, fo they follow you and they, they buy from you. And, and the language school prospers, <laughs> flourishes, thrives. <laughs> yeah, which is great, I guess. Of course, it's for great. you and the and the owners. <laughs> no, the, not just the owners, because I don't see that. They, yeah, if you open that subject, I can't, you know, the, actually mention a couple of things because, again, if you are doing a sales job, you can't be just thinking to yourself. Yeah. Because you can't be too basically selfish. like. Not it's, to, but it's a no, bit, no, no. But it's, it's completely different okay. point that I'm gonna point out oh, because sorry. I think most of the salespeople, you know, don't think in that way. But actually, this is their responsibility. What? Sorry, sorry. I'm not. I'm not following. Yeah. yeah, because like I'm gonna point out a different thing. Yeah. Like, yes, you are doing in a different. You are authentic because you're. You said really honest. Yeah. Because I'm doing my job. Like. Since I think day one, like because if I'm there, basically, if you sell more, which means you can have more students. More students yeah. means more teachers. Yeah. More teachers means, you know, we're gonna have more people basically, and you know, you make more have a job. You know, you can make more investment and too, and you exactly, know, it's, it's you know, it's a snowball effect. If you know, just you're successful, yes, but you're making more and more people successful. So that's yeah. the how I see sales job. So. I think that's why I'm still, you know, have the same passion, like day one. So is this is this the main drive? Seeing, exactly. Seeing, seeing basically, because otherwise the, the happy the happy faces of the students and uh, yeah, and the, the teachers and everybody, the, the reviews and all that, and positive reviews. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you just think yourself, is yes, you think yourself, but you will run out yourself. You mean if you are like selfish, if you are if you think only think. Yeah, uh, about yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that and makes sense. Because at some point, just you're gonna crash yourself. But, but it could be like tempting, yeah, for some people. Because a salesperson, if if you only care about that profit, and you're gonna you're it, gonna make other people's job different. And there anyway. are a lot of people who think like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think who just it's all about the profit. They don't care about the client. Yes. As, as long as they yes. pay, right? As exactly. Long as they pay. But the thing is, with speak up London, I think. So far, I have just been there for the last three years, but the school exit, you know, has been operating for like 10 years. Yeah. But for the last three years that I've seen, like, none of our team's members just like, you know, behave yeah. so no. selfish. They, we were always responsible. We were always, you know, cared. We always, you know, yeah. went for extra say, mile. I have to say the culture. Yeah, I, I really, I really, I felt very welcome yeah and I've spoken about this many a time on this podcast about the fact that I'm not a native speaker and just the fact that just like this you know just like this they would hire me and they would see potential in me and they would give me that chance and they would they would let me teach the high highest level classes too you know well to be they honest trust, they I, trusted me I'm exam classes everything I did everything I still remember you are actually Qualified teacher. I am, yeah. So you have Delta, right? Sorry? You have Delta, right? Yeah, um, I don't have module three yet, but I have a master's degree as well. Yeah. In English. Yeah, teaching. I mean, 
you are qualified. I know. I know. And you are but, but experienced. But you, you don't understand because there is this thing called imposter syndrome. Yeah. And if you are a non-native English teacher, no matter how you are qualified, it's always gonna be there a little bit at the back of your mind because you naturally going to end up comparing yourself with the natives and because you want to be like them you want to sound like them you want to be indistinguishable from them you know and it I doesn't always happen because pe people can tell that I'm not from here for example yeah mm -hmm. but the thing is like do you think it's only in English or in a different language as well what do you mean so I feel like whoever I talk to yeah they say like if anybody you know if they say anybody they they speak their language yeah and they feel super appreciated and Absolutely. then they've been happy but this but is a different thing man. in this like, country i think yeah the biggest judges of yeah. um you know accent is always ourselves non-native speakers as well and also it's so ourselves it, yeah it's ourselves we doubt, we doubt it's like, ourselves yeah it's, it's no, very interesting right, yeah, it's right. very interesting because i never seen any native speaker you know the doubt themselves doubt my english or you know just like you know oh your english yeah. is really but, bad but Musa, i'm only saying it because my, my the point i was making was that it was a real pleasure to work for this language school because of its culture because of its sort of um, like approach to diversity you know how they yeah. cherished it they they you know they just like want, they just want, they just want the best people to work for yeah. them, right it's not about what you look like what you sound like you know your color the color of your skin it's about how good you are exactly and that's what I need and I don't always get it in the Czech Republic <laughs> it's I don't know you're from Turkey yeah? so how is it in Turkey well this place is more open-minded isn't it no, it's more the, like no, it's this, fairer to be honest this place is definitely more open -minded. that's the word it's fairer it's fairer um, right, exactly if you really work in this country and if yeah. you really show them that you're good them, yeah you're good or you really you know, know they give you the chance right and definitely yeah but I like that and I think in our countries I mean I can only speak it for Turkey yeah. and even if you sometimes you know work hard there is a chance that you can't get because there is corruption people know each other it's like in my country as well exactly yeah exactly. it's not all bad like it's not all bad listeners no. but I, I would say this this place there's none other you know there, yeah. there, there's there's no place like this one basically that's my point you know exactly it's it's the highest level of the op of open-mindedness I can think of and that's why if if you believe in yourself and and you're hardworking and you are honest you're gonna get this chance here because the city population it's it's not basically like just one type of people living in there yeah, yeah. it's everybody's just different and it's cosmopolitan. You are different as well, and then you are just fitting in because nobody looks like you know. Oh, you're not look like me. Though I don't want to because yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares because everybody different anyway. Different religions, diff different, different religions, skin, skin colors, different colors. nationalities. Everything exactly. is different. Exactly. So just like we are together or we so are everybody not. Everybody feels good here. Like you, 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 yeah, exactly. 
That's that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But but we are talking specifically about London yeah, as well. Let's be honest, because it's dif- different here in London um, than in other. Towns. I cannot. I actually, I can only speak for London because. Yeah. Um, I only visited other cities. I never experienced yeah. live yeah. live in them. Um, it it might be different, but London, yeah, especially London, is very it's metropolitan. Yeah, it's a it's a cos- cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. It's, it's a melting pot. It's a melting pot. Yeah, you've got all these different cultures here, all melting together and creating this unique thing. Yeah, and 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 that's why it's like that's why that's why it has been thriving for so long. Now we have problems, right? With, there was Brexit, COVID. Financial, no, financial crisis, but but it's still there's a place. war outside yeah, of the world. It's, it's bad, but what I want to say is like it's still a place where like you would want to live. Although it's it, the the rent is expensive. It's too expensive here for me. Musa. I think this is the only. This is the main issue. Though. Many issue here. If the rent is I think cheap, this city will be maybe more than 20 it's, million people living in here. Exactly. So. Maybe it's a, you know the good break point at the same time, but yeah. Well, yeah. I would actually you know like to be you know actually lower, lower. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> rents, but I, I think can, I can I can, rela- I can relate to that. But. I think nothing we can do. Thank you. I think you are not in luck, Musa. All right, you know what? It's been fantastic to talk to you again, Musa. Exactly. To, to have you on the podcast to be able to catch up with you. I think we started to walk from Soho, now we are in the Regent Street. Yeah. So uh, let's head back to Oxford Circus. Oxford Circus. And that's where we, we take the tube. I think we, we will um, go separate ways, yeah? I'm going to the north of London. That's the place I'm staying at. I'm going, going to East London. Home. You have a day off tomorrow, yeah? Exactly. Finally. I will be cleaning my house tomorrow because my ceiling just fell off actually. What? <laughs> that's in, a dif- in your room? That's a different topic what? in a different episode. Oh, I think we're done with this. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, it's a good cliffhanger to end this episode on. <laughs> and so we look forward to hearing about that for sure. Musa, thanks a lot for being You're on welcome. the podcast and lovely to see you, mate. Lovely to see you today as well. Cheers. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Would you like to become more confident and fluent in English? Would you like to practice speaking regularly with international friends? Would you like to develop your communication skills? Would you like to get more exposure to English and great new routines which are bound to increase your English level? If your answers are yes, 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 and yes, then you should join the Achievers Chamber Discord group and take part in regular events and group lessons with me, Teachers Danek, and other members. In this brilliant and growing community, we have members at B1, B2, C1, and even C2 level. There are three different tiers of membership to choose from, basic, silver, and gold, depending on your budget. Our members are from eight different countries. Bear in mind that most events and lessons take place in the evening of Central European time. For more details about the benefits of the membership and instructions on how to join, head over to teachersdenek.com.